Hey, hello and very welcome to yet another episode of End to Eternity. In which today we will demystify the ongoing crisis of NPAs with Indian banks, and we'll see why RBI is so goofed up about it. We begin by posting a question to you first. What's the machinery of value addition in an economy, and how does an economy thrive in prosperity? First of all, we believe that no lunch is cost-free. Hence, the value addition circuit flows in a direction such as firms produce the required goods and services, which is consumed by household at the opposite side of the equation. This way, both the opposite forces, that is, your demand and supply, assists the economy to function efficiently. Now understand that suddenly demand for a good, let's say your favorite cookies, has increased, which means firms have now the opportunity to produce additional pockets of cookies. But indeed, this excess production requires additional monetary resources. Don't you agree? So firms will look towards banks. Perceive banks here as an intermediary institution between firms and households. Households deposit their savings into banks, which is further utilized by banks to grant loans to the firms. Till here, the narrative is very crystal clear and nobody is troubled. But what circumstances can we imagine if firms start defaulting on their loans, resulting in which banks will fail at returning the deposits of households? Friends, this is what called the subtle art of destroying roots of a developing economy. And once this process is triggered, its ripple effects can be reflected into a prolonged economic crisis. But wait a moment. Here's the twist. The hypothetical scenario which we are imagining here isn't alien. Instead, it is actually the story of Indian economy. So far, Indian banks have accumulated a peak amount of rupees five lakh seventy nine thousand sixty three crores as the bad loans, or we should probably say NPA, that is non-performing assets in the fancy language. In fact. This amount equals to precious 3.57% of our 2019-20 real GDP, which further exceeds the education expenditure of 3.1% of the same budget year. Therefore, you must not feel skeptical in depositing your hard-earned money into the safest lockers, that is, of banks. Anyways, that's an irony. Our main purpose for today's episode would center around recognizing the tactics adopted by banks to get rid of piles of such bad loans and strengthen their balance sheet by manipulating the grasp of ordinary participants. In hindsight, the apex body of Indian banking system, that is our central bank RBI, on a broader carpet, has laid down particularly four vehicles as a recovery mechanism for NPs, which are named as Lokadalat. Debt Recovery Tribunals and Surfacey Act, not Surfacey, and lastly, Insolvency and Bankruptcy Code. We will touch upon the basic ideas of these bodies in a very short and crisp form by eliminating the unobtrusive part. So we will start from the very first one, that is Lok Adalat. It is one of the alternative dispute settlement mechanism set up by the government, in which. Any bad loans dispute at the pre-litigation stage are settled mutually under the cap value of 10 lakh rupees, according to the given data. Its contribution in recovering allotted NPAs is of 33.1%, which in the normal language means if a bank goes to this court by having 100 rupees of bad loans account, then it can get recovered 33 rupees on an average for sure. Second one is Debt Recovery Tribunals, in short DRT, as the name suggests. It provides a legal path to file a suit on the name of defaulter. 
unlike lok adalat drt is given the statutory power and support to announce their final decision which is binding in nature for the both involved parties however the incompetency of drt is that it consists a very bureaucratic process and therefore isn't flexible in making quick decisions its contribution in recovering nps is the lowest 26.5% among all the other categories Surface AC Act 2002 is the third arrangement in this mechanism. In short, it works upon the principle of securitization. By definition, securitization is the financial practice of pooling various types of contractual debts in the form of securities so that it becomes marketable or liquid assets. Let's understand this concept. Banks sell bundles of their stressed assets or NPAs to the institutes which are specialized in recovering bad debts at this point you may question why would anybody purchase bad debts so the lucrative card used by bank here is the discounted price convention which means if the loan is having the nominal value of rupees 100 then bank will probably sell this to institute at a much lower price let's say 50 and on the next step institutes may earn profits by recovering debts at a price above the purchase value let's say 60 so this way amount of money its contribution in the recovery mode is of 26.7% and finally the last resort for banks to recover stress assets is insolvency and bankruptcy code 2016 or IBC which provided an efficient procedure to help the debt recovery process in India since previously there were multiple laws and regulation that were overlapping in jurisdiction and functioning which led to a lot of hassle in resolving the disputes IBC is recognized as the most efficient mechanism among all the alternatives since its contribution in recovering the debt is of 45.5% National Company Law Tribunal or NCLT the more familiar name you hear nowadays the most is executive body of the same IBC so by this moment we are pretty much acquainted with different channels of liquidating bad loans but we must always bear in mind that this recovery isn't penalty free and hence has certain bad repercussions on the economy at last We hope you have enjoyed today's episode and found it insightful for your interdisciplinary knowledge. Don't feel shy in sharing the podcast with your near dear friends and remain active for our next episode which is coming out very soon. Until then, goodbye and keep taking a good care of yourself.